0: Sure. to Riverdale and- After Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale that is taped after dark when it's nighttime. That's when it's dark, not during the day unless it's rainy.
2: I'm Alex. When darkness falls over a town, is it a monster made of sticks and bones or a serial killer? Or is it just a principal with like a fucked up name? (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. I'm Justin. I'm Pete.
0: And we are going to be talking about the second episode of Riverdale Season 4, Fast times at Riverdale High. Huh. See
3: what they did there?
1: It's I very fast. You see what you see they that? Did.
0: I totally get it. I understand. It's not dazed and confused, which I kept mistaking with and kept making all right, all right, all right jokes in my head. Not wrong, no. All oh, wrong, all yeah. wrong, no, all wrong. Ben. Sean Penn, not uh, Matthew McConaughey.
2: Good, yes. Wrong you stoner. Could have made that mistake many years ago. Not anymore. <laughs> very easy to not get those guys mixed up. Exactly. It also felt like Ferris Bueller at different points in yes, this. Yes, it oh, did. Lots of high school
0: stuff. Part, yeah. Yeah. Now, to give you folks the lay of the land slash do a little bit of a recap here. Last week on the show was a Ooh. very special, very different episode of Riverdale as they kicked off season four. <sighs> it was, of course, dealing with the... The tragedy, the tragic real-life circumstances of Luke Perry passing away. It's through the the lens of the show, uh, taking his character, Fred Andrews, making him die in a heroic manner in order to inspire his son, Archie, to be better and to do better. It also affected the entire town. Mm. Um, At the same time, there are some dangling plot lines that were dealt with a little bit last week, as well as leftover from season three, the biggest of which is The Farm, an evil organ-stealing cult, Run mm-hmm. by a dude named Edgar Evernever, and he absconded with the large majority of the farmies last season.
2: Not their shoes.
0: Not their shoes, Which not Which is their a big clue. Yeah.
2: So they're at a place with like soft ground. Right. And uh, nudity is cool.
0: Not too cold, probably. Exactly. Just nice, lukewarm temperature.
2: Lukewarm. Um, and we're going to find out. They only left behind poor Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which so- is sad. They should have left behind another couple of people, and they're like, you three, no because yeah. otherwise it's like not it's, being picked last. It's a
0: leftover scenario. It's Very like how much. interested would that show have been if one dude was leftover? <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> what a character study.
0: Yes. Uh, so Kevin did get left behind. He did some, um, shall we say, fucked up shit last season. Massively. The yes. fact that we
2: have are...
3: addresses it in a great way. Sure. Well,
2: and that's what, not to get too much in the episode, but it feels like this episode was about like grounding the series. Yes. And it's sort of restarting back Reese. to one yeah, where it's like, remember how put... crazy it was yeah. last <laughs> season? It's <laughs> Like Betty's we'll like get there. And Kevin's like, hey, I just want to be friends again. And Betty's like, you fucked up. You t- took tried to kill me, dude. Yes. You tried to take my brain out. And he's like, I know. I and then was we brainwashed. were brainwashed.
0: I mean, to be fair, to be fair to Kevin, he lost several of his own organs. So, you know, several. One at least. A kidney? I don't know. Is that oh a kidney? Who needs a kidney? You got two of them. That's true. You can put another one He another You also have two eyes and two ears. Probably should have taken an eye and an ear as well. No. One of his nostrils, maybe. Just cut to that out.
2: I'd lose a nostril. Would you? Go full snort. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> <laughs> Would you lose? it? Because you lose one nostril, you can still smell. Right. Can you? Lose an eye? Bummer. <laughs> Lose an ear?
3: It's fine. It's not fine. You You're can't pretty chill about, about all this. Yeah. You Who should join the farm. Okay. Yes. A <laughs> couple of other things we should
0: probably <laughs> recap. Another uh, subplot with the farm that we found out about right at the end of season three. Uh, we got confirmation that both Jughead and Betty have a half brother named Charles Smith. He's an FBI agent. He is working with his mom, Alice, who was undercover in the farm the entire time she was an asset at the farm. Uh, so that's pretty cool. We pick up on that a little bit. Other yeah. things you should probably know is that Archie owns a gym where he works out with a dude named Mad Dog who he met in Juvie. Mad Dog and he have decided to turn that gym into a community center. We don't quite get to see that yet, no. but there is a little bit of mention of that. Uh, Archie is dating Veronica. Betty is dating Jughead. But let's be honest, though, because, like, don't
3: well, you Archie, fucking when start.
2: Archie and Betty were younger. They had a flirtation. And uh, let's put that out there as something oh that my happened God. in reality. Sure,
0: I'll tell you what. We'll put a pin in that. Let's and then just put t- a pin in. We'll put a pin in that, and then we'll shove the pin so hard it just shoves the thing through the bulletin board until it disappears for
3: fucking. Uh,
2: Ever. What a wow. horrifying, but bulletin board, sort of office-based <laughs> metaphor you're using here. Sort of a scary, but pretty... Let's like,
3: get into the fucking episode Well, already.
2: there's
0: one other thing that we should probably talk about. Jesus many, H. many other things. Yes, many other things. But the main thing we should probably talk about is that Cheryl Blossom, at the end of last season, uh, took the dead, bloated corpse of her brother, uh Jason? I want yeah. to say Justin. Yeah. Oh. Whoa! <laughs> you just cursed That's me. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, well, you're the one who's like, ah, I don't need all my body parts. Or whatever. That's,
2: I'll roll the dice, take out a couple, and <laughs> see what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> so Lighten the
0: load. People will pay pride money for a nostril on the block. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> one
2: nostril. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, Jason
0: Blossom's stuff. corpse is in Thistle House, where so far, nobody, including her <laughs> loving girlfriend, Tony Tropez. Have discovered it. Uh, Last actual thing that we should mention is one of the farmies who disappeared was Principal Waldo Weatherby, which we get a payoff of here. Uh, So let's jump into it. Well,
2: also, we should say um, Veronica's parents are both in jail. Oh, right. Yes, that's Uh, important. She sort of put them in jail. uh, Well, she put her dad in jail for sure. And then um, Hermione got uh, sent to jail as well. um, And she's facing some consequences from that in this episode. Uh, and what other thing I guess She owns it.
0: a club called The Bonnuis. Yes, She used to date Reggie mm. uh, That's kind of important This episode as well uh, Reggie's father beats him That's pretty important We learned that last we, season
2: we have- And then it came back oh, yeah, Intensely yeah. here um yeah, and um they can put on a musical number at a moment's notice.
0: Uh, no no <laughs> With delay. Very little rehearsal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Absolutely. And I love that about them.
0: Now actually I do want to ask, you you touched on this a little bit earlier, but before we jump into the episode, uh overall tone of this episode, this is very much like recentering the show, trying to get back to what it was kind of in season one For like one episode Well, well What do you think I mean taking this episode On its own merits Because I think we all know It's gonna go off the rails Very yes. soon anyway Yeah But And this is again In the lens that I think You brought up on the last podcast There's still a dead body In Cheryl's house So it's not what? like This is a normal teen show
2: And we lean into that Very early in the episode And throughout Like it's uh, A uh, A very normal thing For Cheryl Like it's right. not It's like a, just waking up And talking to the dead brother
0: Yes mm-hmm. So this is normal for Riverdale. How yes. did you feel about it? Do you I think, think they it were is, successful?
2: Yes. Oh, definitely. I mean, the way that this episode compared to last episode, which was very emotional and sort of really uh, slowly unfolding the story, we're back to like this lightning fast pace. So many scenes, and really just like throwing us back into the mix to deal with a lot of the things we're going to deal with uh, in this episode. And I will say, it's like, oh, not a lot of crazy stuff happened, but a lot of crazy yeah. stuff happened.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff. Happened. We've been we've been beaten into submission by the the show, is the way yes. that I feel about it. Like Season three was a fever dream of a television show, so when it's just like, oh, thank God, there's only somebody brings a beehive into the school, and there's a dead body in the basement, and there's some uh, gang war activity, and uh, there's potentially several evil people that show up, and one of the characters might be dead, and everybody's searching for them. Nice, calm episode of Riverdale. Yeah. All yeah. good. Very yeah. chill. Also, you know, father
3: beats his son. You know,
0: kind of Yes, thing. but... That is, for Riverdale, treated more realistically, without reading into it too much or giving this necessarily too much weight, I I feel slightly uncomfortable even suggesting this, but it does feel like the thing that happened to the first episode, where they dedicated it to Luke Perry, where they made it to his memory, really suffuses itself throughout this episode. Certainly it powers Archie's storyline and what Archie is doing, but it almost does feel like based on the fact that the last shot in the previously on is that picture of Luke Perry, that I think a lot of shows would say, okay, we did our tribute episode, let's move on, let's get back to business as usual. I don't think they're doing that at all. I get the sense that they were very inspired by... The memory of Luke Perry, what he was on set, what he meant to the show, what he meant to them to do better and be better in this next season.
2: Well, I think also uh, two things that are repercussions of that uh, and the events of last season is the parents, which were a major part of the show, especially last season, are sort of off the board this season. Um, as of now. Like, Alice is with the farm. We don't know where she is. Um, Veronica's parents are in jail. FP is there, but he's not, like, hanging out with the gang. He's more right. just like, I'm a cop now, and that's my my role. Um, Archie's parents, obviously, one passed away, and his mom is back in Chicago, presumably. So it's definitely focusing on the kids a lot, and also it has much more of the town with Pep that we've never seen before. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about this maybe in the preview episode, that, like, in the very first episode of the season series, it was like, "Hey, the town with Pep is bullshit. This place is a uh, underbelly of all this horrible shit that's happening." And so we never saw. We saw that. We never saw like the Americana town where everyone plays football. And we're seeing that now.
0: Yeah, it's great. I love it. I, I'm. I was very thrown watching this episode through the first time, but I think. The more that I think about it The more that I really like it And I yeah. I do hope They can keep it up I don't know if they Will be able to
3: No we want to go back To we'll crack get, speed
0: like, Yeah we'll get like Snake men Coming out of the ground At some point Pretty much soon But Ooh, Yeah Or something like that Yeah I don't know <laughs> Yeah
2: or snake men coming from the space. So. Yeah, or like snake. from the side, oh. from the walls. Yeah, yeah. Literally
0: any direction,
2: snake men. I'm just saying snake men are a distinct possibility. Can yes, we fucking so. start
3: talking about this and episode? Snake
2: women. Ooh. Let's <laughs> not go no crazy, man. Uh, should we get into it? Yes, please, yes.
3: for the love of God.
2: Uh, so we kick it off with Archie and Mad Dog boxing. Uh, Mad Dog is. Classic
3: shirt off Archie.
2: Uh. Mad Dog is a jacked 30-year-old. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's so jacked. And he's also going to start going to high school. Well, the yeah. Game.
0: What I liked about that, that Archie was like, hey, you want to go to high school with me? You could be on the football team. And he's like... Yeah, I went to high school 15 <laughs> years ago. That sounds good. It, I mean, I, I think in this show,
2: the character is meant to be like 17. Totally. But he just looks like a 30-year-old. He's he's so much taller than Archie. Archie looks like a child compared to him. And, and he's Archie, like, yeah, man, I'll go with you to high school.
0: Yeah, it's it's like the K.J. Appa is so ripped anyway. Then you put him next to Eli Gorey, and it's like, oh, man, you got to bulk up. <laughs> yeah. You, gotta get you, you?
2: You guys are boxing against each other? I don't think so. <laughs> Um, But I
0: love that scene And uh, what I love about that scene Is uh, that it establishes early on Is people smile throughout this episode It was a happy time Yes, they like each other They're nice to each other They enjoy each other's company Which is another thing Beyond the sense of the town That's been missing from the show for a while Because everybody's been so intense On their individual missions they haven't had time to just hang out and be friends, and that's what we get in this, uh, I wanted to say issue, but episode.
3: But I uh, do like how Archie is like, I'm going back to school for my dad, and I was like, okay, great.
2: Which Good. is, And also because legally, he should go back to school. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. He's just a kid. He can.
0: I, I don't know if he can make a living managing a community center that only loses money. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> An <the> empty box. <laughs> but,
3: <laughs> right. Uh now correct me if I'm wrong. If you show up to high school with a friend, can you just enroll them in things? Have you yeah. ever seen a little movie called Never Been Kissed? Well, yeah. Yeah. You can do anything. Anybody well, can, it, it, you can, you can
2: bring can anyone in high school. In high school, oh, all in high school like, you can bring at least one friend at any time, no matter yeah. how old they are.
0: <laughs> That's by every year in high school I was like, Hey, can I get a plus one? Yeah, and they're like, yeah, no problem, bro.
2: I registered with my dog, and he graduated with honors. Really? Wow. There,
0: there's no rule that says a dog can't register in high school. <laughs> exactly.
2: Man, what a great place kicker for the football team.
0: Yeah, was. my favorite movie is Ph. Bud. Yeah, oh, <laughs> no. oh my
2: god! I know this dog's gonna take out my trachea. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem like a good uh, use of anyone's time. Um, so, a couple other things we see here before we get into some sex is uh, Betty and her uh, new bro uh, are like basically. Talking. Betty's basically. In the FBI now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just like right yeah. out the gate, he's I, like... Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love Charles Smith. I love Charles yeah. Smith because he clearly learned how to be in the FBI by watching FBI shows, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. well, it's, it's like, a- you got a cultivated asset. I'm like, yeah. all right, buddy.
2: For, <laughs> especially for a show that has had a lot of fake FBI agents... And then last season, we were introduced Charles, and he's like, oh, he's a real FBI agent. And then this season, he's like, oh, no, I think he might be fake, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I wanted to ask about that, because I, I do think, in everything that they said, is that he is on the level. He has no dark secrets or anything like that. I'm sure he will have something down the road. But the way that I took it is, this is just a ludicrous, cartoon FBI agent, and that's pretty much it. But otherwise, he is straight on the level as a guy. Did you not see it that way?
2: No, I think he is. Um, but the fact that he's just like Betty... You're working with me now. We're going to cultivate an asset and definitely go get get your friend to get us into the farm. Is like, uh, you know.
0: Classic Riverdale mistake, though, right? As an adult being like, I'm going to trust these teenagers. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) They'll take care of
2: it for me. Um, And they will in some fashion. (laughs) Uh, So then we get to see some solid... Bughead uh, and uh, Varchi sex time.
3: Well, first uh, Veronica gets ambushed by the press, and she's like, "No comment." Well, no, no, no. That's that's after that. That's later. You're mixing it up.
2: Uh, the sex, sex.
0: before school—that's yeah. how it works. <laughs> sex before school, you'll never drool.
3: <laughs> Wait, no, sex before school, you're really cool. Yeah, that's, is that better? Is that it's better? Than the definitely thing?
2: better than the drooling thing, and also pretty accurate. <laughs> and, <laughs> and
3: yes, but what I liked, uh, there was a fun moment where they were all just kind of talking, and then Betty just was like, just starts making out with Jughead, and then Veronica's like, okay, I guess that's our cue. We'll go upstairs. And I'll
2: tell you what—I've never had a couple friends that we do that. <laughs> we're just like oh, we're hanging out and then all of a sudden we're not because we're going to have sex? (laughs) Yeah. Betty
0: Betty is in that scene. She's pretty much like, Nah, we're done talking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. And so they go their separate ways. We get a little uh that of that scene. Uh,
0: I, I, uh, this this was quite what? the sex montage. Sorry to make a gross sound. Yeah. Right what before was that? that. that was was really well, because I'm just not sure what direction to go into it. Because not to sound prudish, but there was a certain point with like cutting back and forth between the two couples, mm-hmm. it was starting to creep me out a little bit. It so was like, a little much.
2: It was pornography?
0: Uh, no, not because of that. Just because. To me, I think there was the implication there and the purposeful implication that these four, even though they are in the separate couples, are all together. Like, it's not exactly a foursome, but that's the way that they felt.
2: And let me say, I think it is. I think that's a purposeful choice. I think that it shows that there's maybe some interchangeability between these people. And we could get... um, Jarchi? Exactly. (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, this is Uh, the season of Jarchi, Jarchi Rising. I do think, though, this establishes the couples at the beginning... In a very intense way, which I think predicts some trouble down the line.
3: I we'll see, Pete. I had a hard time believing that Betty wouldn't set like eight alarms for first day of school back.
2: Well, she ends up sleeping on the shitty couch, right? Yeah.
3: Uh, so
0: they don't have another bed in the Pembroke. No, none of the parents are there. Yeah. There's definitely believe, another bed, right? I can't. Uh, Smithers is not sleeping in that apartment. They didn't have to sleep on the couch.
2: When does your butler get to go home? <laughs> after dinner? After the dishes that, are done?
3: After, yeah. yeah any, but, any butlers it's a nine-to-five five job,
2: right? I don't think so. I think no. most butling is dinner.
0: Yeah. When right? I say nine-to-five, I mean age nine to five. <laughs> yeah. 50, yeah. Year, yeah. Fifty, yeah. Uh, Fifty. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, I agree with you on that alarm thing, but they do sleep through the alarm. They're going to miss the first day of school. Classic teen movie high school thing. They skid down the hallway and right into Mr. Honey. Mr. Honey, this guy's trouble. Yeah, he's he's all
3: about discipline, order, and consequences. I love Mr. Honey. What? Really? I love Mr. Honey. What are you talking about? I think Mr. Honey. He's the worst. He is
0: the worst. That's why I think he's the best, is he is such a great addition to the show, because, and I'm sure we'll talk about some of the scenes, but... uh, Every other adult, as we were just talking about on the show, is like, oh, I'm obsessed with these teenagers. I want to know (laughs) what's going on with them. You tell me what to do, teenagers. I'm completely lost as an adult. And Mr. Huddy is having none of their shit. Like, at no point. Like, he's zero-tolerance to the extreme about anything. There's that scene later...
3: Yeah, but you don't where, cross Cheryl, man. Oh, my God, but I, I don't love... don't care who you are.
0: But I love that because Cheryl comes in and is like, hey, I'm very excited about the school dance. And he's like, well, last time somebody died at the school dance, so no. And she starts talking, and he's like, no. Yeah. And there's this long pause. Yeah. She's like, I'm where, sorry, what now?
3: She yeah, had, like, a great look. And I
0: love that it's the same way with the, when they skid right in, where the hard-nosed principal is a trope, but he is, in classic Riverdale fashion, hard-nosed to the extreme... I'm sure he has some dark secret or we'll get killed later on. It certainly seems like he's tied with the almost definitely evil prep school in yeah. some way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but I, I right now I just love that dynamic of he's like, nope. Nope, not having any of this.
2: Yeah, no, I think it's good. And do you want to follow out uh, his storyline a little sure. bit? Sure. Um, yeah, he challenges Cheryl, cancels the dance, rightly so. <laughs> There's right. a murder there. Um, Cheryl then challenges him not with rightly
3: it. rightly so. If Cheryl says she wants to dance, you give her a dance. No, you don't have a dance in a no. town where the yeah. murder happens at sure the dance? Sure you do. Sure you do. That means the murderer won, you know?
0: Wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, okay. but I think like every dance had a murderer, right? And every school event has had a different murder. Yeah, Usually, that's true. Yeah. Well, you're going to not have events?
2: Uh, sure. We get a an Archie party song
0: in the next sort of... So this is... This is uh, they're walking down the hallway. Cheryl decides, no, you know what? If we can't have the school dance, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw a party at my house, at Thistle House. Walks down the hallway with her entourage, including Tony, uh, taunts his invitations to the air, has them out. And they play uh, Archie's Party, which is a song off the Jingle Jangle album from the Archies. And when I heard that, you said this last season on the podcast that Riverdale is the sort of show where they'd be like, hey, did you see last night's Riverdale?
2: Yeah. Which I think
0: about all the time. Uh, (laughs) This was that moment where they're playing a song where they're like, Archie's going to the party. (laughs) (laughs) Archie's going to the party. (laughs) That's bonkers.
2: It is. It was crazy. And then she uh, wrecks Honey with a savage hair flip on the way
3: out. Oh, she does. She does.
0: Cheryl's Uh,
2: the best. You love Cheryl. She is
0: the best. One thing I do want to touch on here... Uh, they're not giving Tony enough to do. Like I know this is early going in the season, yeah. but she is basically there as Cheryl's backup to the point where she barely says anything. I Almost saw a, a
2: sidekick or assistant. She's it's a crazy. utility player. And it's crazy. Um, this is being made fun of on Twitter, but they give Tony Cheryl gets the full size ladder, Tony gets the tiny ladder <laughs> <laughs> when they're hanging the, the banner up. Uh, yeah. I thought that was funny. Uh, Tony's holding a crazy candelabra, walking into this house trying to find Cheryl, and Cheryl's like. Oh, don't look one or two feet behind me to see my decomposing corpse brother.
3: Right. Uh, and also, why does nobody smell that? Uh, I'm sure he she
0: freshens him up. Uh, she did dress him up and put him in a wheelchair. He's now wearing his old football uniform yeah. uh, when she checks her dance outfits by him. Uh, she's still talking with him She's also barely covered him With a sheet at this point Like yeah. he's not even Really covered at all Not
2: a great It's almost like she wants To get caught which I, th- I, think I think so Which is, I think is An intentional choice
0: Yes I think so too But Tony walks down And is like Why can't I go down This hallway And Cheryl says Oh I was praying Yeah. Which, uh, bad excuse. The worst, that's
2: a horrible lie.
0: Just tell Tony the truth at this point. Also, writers, let Tony do more. Come on.
2: Yeah, I think that's... It's coming, I think. This was just like establishing them sort of the main stems of narrative. Yeah, but we've been
3: saying that for... Seasons at this point I think
0: by season 56 Tony's really gonna get something oh, Really gonna yeah. get her smile. Yeah, I think yeah, you're so right. You're has been Listen, off
3: Just gotta wait for it
0: Vanessa Morgan does the best With the little that she's given this episode There's a great moment As they're leaving Mr. Honey's office Where it's like I don't know I guess he has some nuts on his desk Or something like that Yeah <laughs> But she just grabs one of them And pops it in her mouth But in the move, it's fun But it's good. again, she barely gets anything to say And it's a bummer Yeah you know? Uh, uh, but then we do get The Party. Do you want to talk about yeah, that?
2: Yeah, yeah. So The Party, where I, they're doing keg stands of, I'm assuming, maple syrup. Probably. Oh, definitely uh, syrup. Very uh, peaches rich.
0: and Cream is DJing. Yep. Uh, this is fun. I could do more with this. I enjoyed, again, on the recentering of high school, classic high school kegger party at somebody's house. That's really enjoyable. Uh, as... Uh Shoney is walking in. Very cute. They do a little, like, like twirl. They do a yeah. little... Yeah.
2: That, I mean, they were going strong. Shoni show has a Absolutely. strong... Absolutely. They episode. have
0: a very nice kiss. <laughs> yeah. After Cheryl does her speech to everybody, she's like, Mr. Honey's not going to shut me down. Uh, just to keep following this, Reggie, we'll get back to his storyline in a little bit, he gets uh wanders down the same hallway, is like, yo, I'm going to piss on your brother corpse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But she's... I
3: think that was, like, that was almost fake. Like, he wasn't, like... Uh, he was picking locks, and also the door he got in. He was walking around You snooping. think he's faking it? I think he was trying to snoop and figure out what really? Cheryl's got going on in their house. No, yeah. I don't think so.
0: You th- yeah, I, do. I think Reggie just needed to take piss. Yeah, but
3: you yet. don't pick two locks to go to a bathroom. I've done you it. You piss yeah, I mean- in the hole. You don't what? like your
2: <laughs> <you're laughs> your invite to my house is revoked.
3: <laughs> I'm just saying if you're Pete an drunk.
2: Pete does one turn on the doorknob is like locked. I'm peeing here in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not good news.
3: But I'm just saying that, like, he was going through a lot of trouble to find a bathroom when I think he was doing something. I don't else. Know. There's a long line.
2: You yeah, there's anything. a line. You do do anything it. you have to. Exactly.
3: At any cost.
0: Uh, so, yeah, uh, Cheryl turns him away there. Again, very flimsy excuse. Uh, FP ends up shutting down the party. There's a yeah. very fun moment, and I'm sure we'll loop back to this as well, uh, where he looks over at Jughead and is like, you better not be drinking out of that boy. And Jughead just looks at him it and pours out his drink. Yeah. Very fun.
2: It's also crazy, though, because... You know, seasons three months ago in the character storyline, they were ran a gang together and were drinking all the time. <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> it's pretty. It's like, Come on, man. Don't bother me. I drink at home with you.
0: Yeah. Well, that's like we used to drink three months ago and now we're all tea towelers. Yeah. Tea towelers. So tea towelers. Tea towelers. Tea towelers. Yeah. We have tea towels. Yeah. It's well, great. You take your towel. uh, When you get out of the <laughs> shower, you rub yourself down. And then you just give it a little sucky poo, and you got oh, some teeth. <laughs> nah,
2: sucky poo? Yeah. My bathroom door is locked today, so I just poured a bucket of water over my head in the oh, hallway. Nice.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't nice. give a shit. Yeah. Uh, Just real quick, so you guys know, since we've been sitting here for a while, I just pissed myself.
3: Yeah. Oh, cool. So I understandable. Cool. The
2: bathroom wasn't right in front of you, so why not pee <laughs> wherever you are? <laughs> Life lessons from P. LePage. Uh, well, let's jump back and talk about uh, the football
0: storyline. Oh, wait, uh, sorry. Do you want to finish the Cheryl Mr. Honey thing? There's one last scene there. Where she puts the
2: beehive
3: right. on Honey's uh, desk. Yeah, she have... finds out that the Honey called the cops on her. Right. And I have, I have questions about this. Yes. I mean, one main question. How did they
0: sneak an active, enormous, drippy beehive into his office? A lot of task honey rabbit. In
3: that what? Task rabbit. Oh, <laughs> you think they task rabbit? Oh yeah. Oh,
0: definitely. Shell huh.
3: uh, so doesn't do her own. Great tie-in.
0: Sure. I'm sure Shell didn't do it. I'm sure she got like peaches to do it or something like that. But somebody had to be wearing ginormous beekeeper uniforms. Yep. Went yeah. into the office, left it there. Bees everywhere. Honey Truly. everywhere.
2: Honey. What yeah. a mess.
0: Uh, very big mess. I don't know. It seems like a very far way to go for a prank. That's all I'm
2: saying. Well, it was some strong revenge. Uh, I mean, it's it's a very Cheryl thing to do. Oh yeah, she likes to really rub it in when she gets you. Back. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you think this is going to stop Mr. Honey?
2: Def not. Yeah. Well, if he's
3: smart, he would let it be. But I get let it. it. Be let it be uh,
2: like a bee. He's going to get angry and mm-hmm. sting once and then die.
3: Oh, no. Yeah.
2: What do you think? Mr. Honey murdered this season? Bad guy?
3: I I think bad guy. Like, this is tying I definitely into- think bad guy, but I hope Cheryl murders him. And then Ally later.
0: Oh, uh, Once no, they accept I, I his think stern. bad guy, because I think there's enough hints in this episode, and we're going to get to Jughead's storyline in a moment, that something is up with Stonewall Prep. Yes. And the fact that there is a scene with Mr. Honey and fellow guest star, uh, Mr. Chipping, played by Sam Witwer... In the same scene, they seem to clearly be working together. Yeah. They both have very, very handsome together. Very handsome. Very man. Handsome. Uh, and then we find out towards the end, there's the big thing. Uh, we find out about uh, Jughead's grandfather yes. is also tied to this prep school. And there's something going on. Well,
2: there. let's get into that then. Um, so Jughead, hey, wrote a short story. Yep. And he didn't win the contest, but um, they did like it enough that they immediately accepted him to a very uh, high end private school. Right. That looks a lot like the school that Sabrina goes to in Sabrina. Hmm. Uh Maybe
0: the same thing. Um, it might be that, or it might be the set from Sci Fi's Deadly Class, because Victor from Deadly Class actually goes to Stonewall Prep. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, the guy who's playing uh, Brett Wested Wallace. Yeah. Wallace. Brett Wested Wallace, which. Great Sounds stuff. like no other author that I've ever heard of. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is the same dude who played Victor on Deadly Class, except he doesn't have a Russian accent. Yeah, right. yeah there you go. Uh,
3: but go ahead. I, I, it just it was upsetting how uh, Betty or Jughead didn't pick up on how obviously he was getting played. Where the principal, the was like, "Oh, we're doing." You know, salon on Moby Dick. Jughead's like, that's my favorite. Yeah, that's what we're doing tomorrow night, right? Right, minion. He's uh, like, oh yeah. I will say that's how recruiting works. Yeah, right. But I'm just saying, like, and you they can want
2: set Jughead up. On board. You've been approached by a high end private school, right? Yes. In your youth,
0: in a they invite you to a literary salon. Yeah. Yeah. No. No.
3: No.
2: Oh, okay. Were you approached by a low-end public school? <laughs> I was not approached. By were a- you
0: approached by a Burger King?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have all the skills we need at our Burger King yeah.
0: to eat there.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: We'd like to invite you to eat at our Burger King
3: <laughs> today. You
2: are the Burger King. Yes,
3: we would like to invite you. I to just our- felt like it was just a little upsetting that none of their like little alarms were going off. They seem <sighs> very astute to these things, and now. They are like, no. Nope. Well, I, that was- I, there's two things going on there, right? I would
0: say the one thing is they made this very clear decision at the end of last season to be like, nope, new Riverdale, new us. We're not investigating mysteries except for this mystery I'm investigating with my FBI agent half-brother. But other than that, no more mysteries. We're all done. We're all good. We're all past that. So I do think they have put blinders on there where they think the uber-darkness that was brought by Penelope Blossom and everybody else – is done. They have washed that clean. So I don't think they're looking for that. But the other thing is, I do think we know because we're watching Riverdale that it's not going to be like this forever. No. But the way that they present it doesn't feel intrinsically evil to me.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think this is going to be more of a mystery uh, as we... Related to the end of the episode where we find out that Jughead's grandfather went there, then it's a purely evil institution. Right. I think there's going to be some sort of, uh, gargoyle King style, uh, trail that they follow to reveal snake some, man, to reveal the snake man and snake woman that we talked about earlier. <laughs> sure. Um, thank you for adding the woman, of course. Uh, following the, so it, it is
0: 2019.
2: Uh, Thanks. is it the, uh, <laughs> Oh shit.
3: I'm late. Yeah.
2: For so many things. Yeah. Um, Betty and uh, Jughead, Betty's like, Jughead's like, I'm not going to go to that school. Then he goes, he's charmed by the fact that they read books there. Then we have this scene where they're in class and Betty, they're they're talking about Romeo and Juliet. They use the phrase tragic romance. Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) And so Betty's like, come out. And then she's like, hey, go to the school. Yeah. And so I do think that was an intentional, to reference Romeo and Juliet, from uh, lovers from two different worlds and ending tragically, I do think that's what we're setting up with Bughead.
0: Oh, well, yes, of course. He is missing by the end of the episode. We have seen them burning his beanie and they're slathered in blood. We don't know what order those scenes have happened in. So, of course, there's something tragic coming for them.
2: I'm talking about the romance being tragic.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I... Disagree with that. Yeah. I do want to jump back to two scenes that happen at the school. Uh, one of them is Betty goes on a tour with Jughead of the school. Yeah. I thought this was very interesting because Betty is immediately put off by the school. Yeah, she's like she's super smart. Well, the guy's a
2: total dick. To her. Yes,
0: yes, but he also she doesn't want anything to do with this whatsoever. Versus Jughead, who is a pretentious asshole and yes. is very charmed by it. And when he goes back for the salon and they do Moby Dick. Um, when he presents his thought of what Moby Dick is, that uh, it's not supposed to be an allegory, that it basically is nothing. There's nothing yeah. about the white whale, and nobody has any rejoinders for him. There's a really nice shot of Cole Sprouse where he just sort of looks down and smiles proudly at himself. Yeah. And I thought that was such a nice shot.
3: It was. And it's just like, I'm a super douche. And he smiled to himself. But
0: this is this is his world. He's always been the pretentious dude sitting there by himself since the very first episode. Plung on typewriter. Makes sense. And in fact, as established at the beginning of the episode, there are two Jugheads now, because there's one who sits at the counter, one sits at the booth, and they can look at each other. Yeah. No, what's the difference? Yeah.
2: The Jughead multiverse. Which, shoot one of them. And the, Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. And then we get to the end where uh, Jughead, F.P. reveals that Jughead's grandfather went to Stonewall, and there's a full-on mystery. He uh, F.P. talks about how his dad just vanished on him, ran out on him. Right. And I think we're going to meet
3: him. Uh, eventually. I yes. Would, I and that was a hell of a bomb to just so,
2: drop uh, This calculator. might yeah.
0: be slight spoilers here, but uh, according to what they talked about at New York Comic Con, we are going to continue to find out and have hints dropped about Forsyth Pendleton the, the first. Throughout the first you half have of the season. To
3: with what it yeah,
0: was. We're going to hear about him throughout the season. We are going to meet him in the mid-season finale. Uh, and all that Skeet Ulrich would say about him is the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, which certainly mm. sounds pretty ominous. In terms of everything that's going on, but my question is: since he went to Stonewall Prep, do they mean the apple doesn't fall far out of the tree in terms of he's the original Serpent? Because as far as we've been told, he was one of those. He helped found the Serpents, yeah, and would certainly be of that generation. Uh, or think, do they mean that apple doesn't fall far out of the tree in terms of Jughead? In terms of smarts,
3: you yeah. know, what I think exactly he was like so smart for that school and realized how pretentious it was. He like was like, fuck you guys, I'm oh, out. Oh, so you think he's a cool dude. Yeah.
2: Ah. If that, I mean, that's what... FP's cool. Yeah. So yeah. if the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, then they're all just cool. <laughs> I don't think that's how drama works. Yeah, no, I mean either, so I think that's a weird thing to say.
0: Yeah, I think he, he means in terms of FP going on the wrong path, being a bad boy serpent, at least initially, before he had his redemption arc. I mm-hmm. think that's what they're talking about. I think... My guess is that Stonewall Prep is the ultimate villain of the season, or going to spawn the villain of the season. And I do wonder if Forsythe isn't the ultimate bad guy in some way.
2: Maybe the apple didn't fall far from the tree, but then it was picked up and sent to a private
3: school. (laughs) Oh, that would be cute. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's a farm. Little apple go
0: to class with like glasses and (laughs) pads. Maybe
3: the apple then turned into a giant snake monster. Uh, Ooh, like a worm uh, in an apple. It's a whole Bible metaphor thing. Mm.
2: Um, let's jump back and talk... Uh, no, I
3: think we're done
0: talking about the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. we got to talk about Kevin. Uh, yes, we so need to yeah.
2: talk about Kevin. So, yeah. Uh, Kevin uh, and Betty. Um, Betty's cultivating Kevin based on, her, uh, on Charles being like, why don't you do this? Mm. After she's caught reading classified FBI documents and he's yeah. like, pretty chill about it. Yeah.
3: Super chill about it. But also... You, if you're going to tell Betty to meet you somewhere and you're not going to be on time, you know what Betty's. About. Yeah, you she's going to snoop. Yeah. Gonna yeah. Betty Snooper. You can't. You uh, can't be mad at Betty for that.
2: Uh, so we learn that Kevin Seegerland texting Fangs, who's still at the farm. Fangs and meets him in the woods, and it turns out wherever they're hiding, it's not that far away. No, oh, no. it's really not.
0: Uh, it was nice to see Fangs again. Yes, but No say. hug. No hug. That hurt, man. Nah, the whole episode they did a very good job of getting you to feel sympathy for Kevin. And I am curious to hear from fans who are very anti-Kevin after last season. But for me, as a fan of Kevin, I feel like they did a good redemption job with him and got him to a place where... It was clear he was so sad about absolutely everything. Yeah, um, it was nice to see him eventually become
2: friends yeah, with yeah, Betty again. That
3: whole thing about like him going off and be like, "All I have is Fangs," was so heartbreaking. Yeah.
2: But also, I mean, we talked about this last season. Like, why can't Kevin get a good relationship out of this show? Yeah. And it feels like Fangs is again not going to be that.
3: And I was, I was very hopeful for the last episode when. Him and his dad were running together. I thought maybe he had a, was working out a better relationship with his dad, but that's completely gone in this episode. Well, it might and,
2: be better. We just didn't see
0: it. Now,
3: there's one thing that's totally crazy to me, and that uh, you,
0: Justin, mm, skipped yes? over the scene in the diner. Yes. Where they straight up mentioned Barchi?
2: Uh, yeah, no, I love that scene.
0: Yeah, but you didn't mention it. You've been harping and joking about it all episode. But they mentioned it. Like, they actually brought up, oh, do you remember when you had a crush on Archie? Wasn't that fun? And Betty's like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Which, if there's any breadcrumb of Barchie that was laid in this episode, that would be
2: it. I I have a... Four-minute monologue prepared. About <laughs> oh dear, that. Oh, wow! Uh, no, I—I uh, I mean, there are seeds. Betty is the sun, <laughs> Archie the moon. But soft, put light through yonder, Betty breaks. It is the east, and Archie's the guy for you from before when you were kids. It's funny, Arise, you didn't go fair for Archie, and kill the envious Archie, Ooh. for they don't get along really oh. when you think about it.
0: You could have gone through What Light Through Yonder Window Breaks because their windows are opposite each other. I don't want to edit uh, your model yeah, get
3: the wow. fuck <laughs> out of here. I'm Shakespeare. Yeah, there's only one of us that's classically trained actor here.
0: William Shakespeare's Riverdale!
3: <laughs> I mean, we're close. Oh,
0: yes.
2: I think there are seeds for Barchi all across this episode. And granted, I've seen them in the past, and I'll see them
3: again. Yeah, uh, but what really makes me angry about you saying that is... And we learn in this episode what a douchebag Archie is, and he doesn't deserve that. What are you talking about? He was a complete asshole. No. Yes. No. This is the best Archie has been in maybe ever. The last episode... Yes. The start of this episode. Yeah. But then when he finds out that his friend is getting beat up by his dad, he's a complete douche. Uh, no. We'll get to that. Yeah.
2: Let's moment. talk about that in a second. So uh, to follow out uh, Betty and her uh, her game here, she um, uh, contrary to what Charles said, she, she immediately tells Kevin about her mom being an FBI asset because she can Smart. trust him. Um, Charles is mad, but not that mad. And they keep their uh, FBI junior relationship going. Um, but then they, uh, Kevin does, doesn't spill the beans. He tells, uh, Betty that the farm is close. He knows where they are and they have guns.
0: Yes. Lots so guns. this is, this is the point of the episode where I'm like, okay, we're still watching Riverdale, yeah. uh, because we have a normal high school episode, but we're setting up next episode is an all out assault on a hotel that's being held down by an insane cult that steals organs. Yeah. Good. Back Good. on board.
2: Very into it. Um, I this was just like, especially these scenes were just like they were so short in the episode, and it's clearly just like, let's just get to episode three. Boom! <laughs> yeah. uh, Tricked
0: you guys. It's gotcha. not a high school show. Yeah.
2: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh, so I,
0: I am very excited for that episode. I think that's going to be great.
2: Real quick, let's talk Veronica before we get to uh, Pete's greatest enemy, Archie. Um, Veronica is being bombarded by a high school paparazzi. Like, what are these news outlets? Who are- yeah. Obviously, Rumordale.com gets established. Yes. How many... Now you work in uh, internet media?
0: Sure. How m- I work for rumordale.com.
2: Yeah. <laughs> How many um unique hits do you think rumordale.com is getting? What's the business model
0: here? Uh, I would imagine that rumordale is probably getting about the same amount of hits as gossip girl which was very successful. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so given the true. fact
0: that not just the teenagers but literally everybody in Riverdale is very into the teenagers. Yeah. I think whatever the population of Riverdale is which is enough to support Several colleges
2: Yep uh, Multiple high schools A private high school Right
0: And let's not forget From season one The daytime Teens only Nightclub <laughs> yeah, Let's
2: not forget that It serves Hello soda
0: Right Uh yeah, I, I don't know. It's crazy. I will say, uh, I don't know if they'll have put it up by the time the episode airs, but as of when we're taping this, uh, com is owned by Warner Brothers.
3: Like Amazing. I did check it out. So good.
0: Uh, yeah, I so can't. That would have great idea. I, I, I hope they put it up.
3: Yeah. I do love uh, how Veronica was just like, all right, fine. You want to <laughs> talk? I'll talk to you after a performance. Yeah. Of all that <laughs> Yeah, she makes <laughs> the, the journalists sit through a, I love it. Yeah. a performance of all that. There's it. like five of them. Because yeah. the Banyui needs people to show up, so why not have a press She's conference? She's a businesswoman yeah, at the end of the have day. Have a press night. Yeah. There you uh, go. Press
0: and <laughs> everybody's going to write up, be like, ignore all the stuff she talks about at the press conference, be like, all that jazz dazzles at Le <laughs> yeah. and then the 15th paragraph is like also admits to crimes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which she does. She comes out and says that she did sort of uh, get her father busted for it and is, Under is duress. fine. Yeah, it was by she had to be a whistleblower I guess technically. She meets her father who's in jail looking younger and the, even Jesus, more jacked more than he was jacked. last
3: season. How could he be more jacked and younger looking? Jail is like I don't know. He's like Mark Consuelos is some sort of vampire. Yeah,
2: yeah. he's got and he's Drinking too much blood He
0: is I do really like That scene as well It, it was weirdly nice To hear him say Miha again The yeah. way that he growls it under his breath
2: No I do like
0: him uh, Yes uh, So that was enjoyable He's clearly We're gearing up To something that I believe Happens in episode 5 Which is a big trial episode uh, We're going to see Both Hiram and Hermione On trial Ooh. at the same time Ooh, his and lives. hers
3: trial <laughs> yes. I bet you that They're having very Do you think they have Separate magic. towels
0: for that I'm sorry to
3: interrupt Pete For
0: the Um, his and hers trial. Yeah, Yeah. different robes for the judge.
3: Uh, (laughs) They're having a very different jail experience. Like, it's his jail, he's getting things brought to him, and she is like, You don't think she's getting
0: unlimited snacks?
3: No, Hmm. no, I don't think she is.
2: It's sort of a conflict of interest to put a criminal in their own
0: jail. Right. Unless you're Rorschach. (laughs) <laughs> From Watchmen, what
2: <laughs> Whoa, the <fuck>? okay. Because
0: <laughs> they're not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in. Oh, with them. Yeah, it's kind of okay, like right. he owns the jail. Wow, oh. Big crossover for yeah, Alex Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks.
2: Um, and now let's talk about everyone's favorite character, Archie. Yep. Big football episode. Mad Dog shows up at football. Wait,
0: wait, wait. What did you think of all that jazz? How'd you feel about the number? I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, mean the choreography was awesome.
3: The, the only thing that good. bothered me was the weird old timey microphones in their press conference. That made no sense. Well, oh, I like old timey. No, that's great. I love that. Why?
0: Because that's very
3: Riverdale. That they're like, we're
0: going to dial out an old timey phone. Hello? I got a press hat on and I got a little piece of paper in yeah, it. Yeah, that but this that's not how. Like, what what <laughs> on this show does work that way, Pete? <laughs> Name yeah. one thing.
2: Wow. <laughs> Pete's reality shattered by wrong microphone choice in insane teen show <laughs> adult male shocked by microphone choice in teen show
0: rumordale.com slash adult dash male dash shocked
2: adult riverdale resident shocked by fucking everything in this town <laughs> that's what the headline of riverdale uh, riverdale.com is every day Oh man. <laughs> uh all that jazz was great what a press conference yeah, I will say, to Pete's point, you ne- this show could take place in 1950, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, 2019, <laughs> or 2050. Uh, yes. You never know.
0: Yeah. All right. Getting back to Archie then. Archie. I just Archie, wanted to get uh, your sense of that.
2: Archie brings a friend, uh, phones a friend to join the football team. <laughs> yeah. Mad Dog, being a jacked 30-year-old dude, is great at football. Um, yeah. He's going to be the best Total season ringer. ever. Total ringer. Uh R.T. literally says, this is going to be the best season ever oh in the episode, God. which is like, wow.
0: Yeah. This is another thing, though, that I was so happy to see them get back to football. Yeah. Uh, which I don't really like football necessarily, but it was such a relief to be like, oh, you're just playing a high school sport again. You're not yeah. doing extreme windsurfing or whatever fucking thing you want to do this week. Uh, yeah. You're just back to basics. It yeah, but nice. I was
3: surprised that he wasn't like getting... He, I thought he was going to get back into his music, you know, but he throws football.
0: Uh,
2: that's all right.
3: Yeah. He can stick to
2: football. He's just the, he's the quarterback.
3: He has yeah. time to play music. He can think of a song while
2: he's uh, waiting to throw the ball. Yeah.
0: When the, to throw ball the ball is something I catch yeah. in my hands, yeah. I got to snatch. Please stop. Yes. No,
2: He doesn't. He throws the football. Oh, okay. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't throw it to Reggie as much anymore. No. That's uh, the thing
3: that kills me. It's like you... You get a new friend, and you completely fuck over your old friend with no awareness whatsoever about any of the consequences. Uh, They're friendly rivals. Yes. They're not best friends. And also, Reggie's been... He gave you a... You needed a goddamn hearse. He was there for you. Yes. But
2: Reggie also has been harboring a lot of bad feelings toward toward Archie because Archie's dating uh, Veronica, his true love. Me and Monica
0: Strong. Yes, Wait what? Nothing. Wait, did I just agree with you on the wrong thing? Yep. yep. You did. Oh shit. Gotcha. <laughs> oh man. Really should have been Alex paying
2: attention. dot Com headline: A- Arch- Alex makes huge mistake about Man Monica uh, <laughs> relationship.
0: Uh, My favorite thing about Riverdale, I just want to mention their headlines, is the weird pauses in the middle. Yeah, where they're like, "Uh, they're
2: trying to remember uh." the names of everybody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. It feels more natural. I think (laughs) you kind of exactly
2: try to remember the off uh, ship names that (laughs) that one of the writers. Uh, It's been a couple of months. Well. Anyways, so, man, so, Monica makes no sense.
3: Yeah, Reggie right. had like a sweet moment with Archie where he was talking about his dad, and that was very nice. And then Archie was just a complete dick to him for most I, of the episode. I, it's
0: very interesting that you saw it like that, because uh, I really feel like Archie is trying to be his best, trying to do his best in this episode. And this is truly one of the first episodes in... Forever that he is not leading fists first, that he is leading heart first instead and feels to be recognizable as the character Archie Edge for the comic books. No,
3: he is not. He is barreling through things without thinking at all. No, he's defending his friend.
2: And he's like, that's what he. So Reggie's dad has been beating him. Reggie's dad is crazy in this episode. Off to the side, total monster. And Archie can't deal with it
3: anymore. Archie tells him to fucking man up and be a. Like, dude, stop and think about maybe what your friend is going through. So this is probably too
0: heavy a subject for Riverdale to necessarily deal with. And I say this, them having very adequately and well dealt with a very heavy subject last episode. Yeah, I don't think they totally execute correctly on an abuse storyline, but I do think that they do the best job with it they possibly can, given the story and the characters. Yeah, And I think ultimately what Archie is saying is... Yo, don't you're letting this happen right now? You got to figure out a way to get out of this, and because he's Archie the man who doesn't know where Harvard is, he's not the smartest tool <laughs> in the shed necessarily. He smartest shed. Yeah, he doesn't know necessarily the sharpest tool in the shed, I guess. No. Uh, I think uh, you got it right. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
2: Coming from one shovel to another, you know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Uh, shovel recognized <laughs> shovel, you know what I'm
2: talking about. <laughs> this is a smart tool over here. <laughs> Alex is the smartest tool in
0: my show. <laughs> anyway, my point being, I don't think that Archie exactly knows how to get out of it. He just knows that... Uh, the way that I thought it was presented was he's defending Mad Dog, who has a real name, who yes. is... What was it again? I don't know. I don't know. It was M.M. It's something yeah. M.M. Yeah. Uh, Mad Dog has a real name. Uh, he's protecting him, but he's not pushing off Reggie. He's just like, Reggie, you got to calm down. You're getting too angry. And what Reggie is actually doing, I thought if anything in this storyline... Reggie's emotions are very complex and very accurate. Where yeah. he doesn't know how to deal with the abuse from his father, so he is taking it out on absolutely everybody else.
2: Yeah, and he's mad at Archie because his father's watching. He's said, like, "Come on, man, I need to do a good yeah, job. Otherwise, help me I'm going to it. don't you
0: see see what I'm dealing with? Yeah, but
2: Archie doesn't know about that really, and can't help. He it's Archie's only way of helping. He can't fix it mentally, so he's fixing it emotionally by pushing his friend into action. And he does. They smash his dad's car, Ferris Bueller style. Yeah, that was a great moment. And it, they're friends again, and somehow it worked out. Which That, I, that was the part for that was life. Like,
0: yeah, where Very it's like
2: the, Reggie and his dad somehow worked it out after he smashed
0: his car? He So I think the implication was, well, based like, on what Reggie is saying, He's, he's like, got 50 pounds on him. He's got 50 pounds on him. He doesn't need to take this. Uh, But the way that they describe it is, Reggie, is like, yeah, we had a good talk and worked out some of our issues after that. Yeah. Uh, And the way that I guess it would work in the real world is his father being like, you are strong. You smashed my car. Uh, Shovel recognized shovel. You know what (laughs) I'm talking about? Shovel. But it's a very pat resolution for something that is not a very easy subject. It is not solved that easily. Yeah. i don't think it's ever going to crop up again on the show necessarily at this point, which I guess I'm glad about, but at the yeah. same time i I don't know it didn't that didn't sit right with me
1: that ending
2: yeah, it definitely felt like the whole idea of it was uh, executed in a very quick way, and what was the point of it to deal with the idea of that from last season, maybe yes. uh, bring Archie and Reggie back together after yeah. their disagreement? Uh, I guess that's useful. But, yeah, it was definitely felt like, what exactly? And then we moved on. Yes. Uh,
0: I I think you're right. I mean, because you do also get that great moment where Reggie and Archie do the hand clasp and say, bros. Yeah, Very sweet. Very cute moment between them. And that's ultimately the purpose, right? Like, to get past that. Probably to... to respond to fans who are like, you know, you set up an abuse storyline last season. When are you going to deal with this thing? Yeah. Uh, and they did deal with it. And now they're like, great, moving on. Uh, it's not. I think what I would urge any fans who listen to this podcast is Riverdale is not the real world. Right. Yes. This is not to end well, any. Maybe mm, it could be. Pete, is not the real world? Yep. OK, Never mind. But a slim fantasy, let's assume it's not the real world. Obviously, this is not how you deal with abuse. Yeah. Uh, this is not... It should be reported. It should be dealt with that way. It should be reported to an authority. Um, I do hope in the broadcast version they put some sort of wording or mm. uh, recommendation there or something oh, like yeah. that. Uh, because... I don't know. It's Riverdale dealing with problems, which is never going to fully deal with the problems the way that they should be dealt with. But this, to me, is a much more serious issue than a lot of the things that they've dealt with before.
1: Yeah.
3: You know? Uh, I mean, agreed. They, yeah. I mean oh, I can see what you're saying, but also they dealt with Cheryl being sexually assaulted and that kind of stuff, and that's very serious. So. Right. What I'm saying is stuff like that they haven't dealt with.
0: They're like, well, that was bad. Murder no. is bad. Everything is like very even in terms of the badness level of things and the amount that they're dealt with. And there is going to be an episode later in the season where everybody sits down with a counselor. And I'm super fascinated to see what happens there.
2: <laughs> going to be a hot one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but this is the closest beyond last issue where they went to something that is issue driven yeah. in terms of a storyline. Uh, not nearly as successful in terms of its execution as, did I say last issue? You, you did. did. Okay. We did correct you, but we the second time I think he meant it. Yeah. Um, but we're good people in that way. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so they do end the episode as friends. And as we mentioned, everything ends in the cliffhanger of Jughead. Everybody is looking for him in the woods. What do you take away from this? Does this happen before they burn the beanie or after they burn the beanie?
3: I think it's before. before. It's still before. You think so? they're not covering blood yet. I think, it's, I think it's after. It could be. I think they They got,
2: know he's missing and they're they still know,
0: searching yeah, for him. exactly. Oh, they're searching. That's my take.
3: Oh, wow. I don't know. They're joining and the search And what do you think about yet? this
0: format as a whole, this how to get away with murder format? I'm down. Yeah, I'm here for that. Maybe they just need to check the private school. Oh, yeah. Is it during the week? Because if so, he's there.
2: Yeah, he's cool. there. Yeah. Or yes. he's at home writing another award-winning short story.
3: <laughs> also... I just thought it was interesting how Veronica just like casually changed her name, and then oh was yeah, like, we didn't mention that she's going to be a new Veronica. This Veronica Gomez, yeah, she's yeah. Yeah. Gomez, which
0: is, <laughs> which is of course a tie into uh, the Adams, Adam's family, family now which on, is
3: coming out. Yeah, now in theaters. theaters yeah. Yeah, yeah, so check that Smart.
0: out. Smart. Yeah, Yeah. it all ties together. Warner Brothers, whoever produces The Addams Family.
3: Nice. Probably
0: Warner
2: Brothers. (laughs) Another great research take from Comic Book. (laughs) (laughs) From Riverdale After
0: Dark.
3: Either way. (laughs) But it'll be interesting to see, because I think that's smart that she's finally trying to get away from her family and changing her name is a good step forward for that.
2: Yeah, definitely. No one will ever recognize her again as yeah. a well, member of the. Well, that's Like, him.
3: all you gotta do on one application, just say you're you got a different last name. And that's all it takes. She's yeah. already gotten away
0: with it with the whole Monica Posh thing, so I think she's gonna be fine with this. Yeah. Yeah before we go who won the episode folks who was the MVP of this episode only I'm gonna to go to Justin because I know what Pete's Great is. sure his
2: old Cheshire cat over here <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Archie in this episode he, he was a
3: complete douche bro. He, nope he you came really out the mark on this one guy
2: as we talked about Archie Ooh, was I'm
3: sorry to see you make the wrong choice on this one
2: uh, Archie was distilled down Archie in this episode and he uh, he he can't he comes across doing doing great work. Horrible well, things, as to we people. said, all heart, no head. That's the Archie way.
3: What about you, Pete? Surprise me. Oh, I'll surprise you, Betty. All day, er, day. <laughs> that woman's phenomenal. She's smart. She's just an absolute fun character to watch. She is. She, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, I'm going to choose Mr. Honey this episode. How dare you? Love that honey. He's sweet as honey. Ooh, feels he's, good you going both down. both are so far off the mark, man. No, I th- like I said earlier, I just think he's a great addition to the show. He's a great foil. If you would
3: have said Reggie, I would have said
0: Five. He is a foil that makes sense, too, versus Hiram's he's like, I'm obsessed with teenagers yeah. and I must destroy them. <laughs> I'll me. wrestle them and then I'll break <laughs> them up. And
2: then
3: I, I'll box them. I'm younger than before now. Yeah, yeah. The more I attack them, the younger I
0: get. But no, Mr. Honey, uh, Kerr Smith is doing a great job. I've always loved him on almost every show. Very excited to see him back. Yeah, that's what this is about. No, it's I not like, really about no, this it show. No, it is. It's, it's about, about a his very resume. Different, it's a very different character for Kerr Smith. And what? honestly, in terms of a hard-ass uh, shovel-recognized shuffle, you know what yeah, I'm talking shovel about?
2: shovel-sees-shovel. <laughs> and Pete, for someone who's never changed his answer, I feel like you could cool off on the criticizing and <laughs> Alex's answer.
0: Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> you literally just say the same like four words every time we do this section and I'll tell you what uh, no variety yep If
0: you'd like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We will chat with you about Riverdale. Pete, what do you
3: want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have in our live show. Follow us on
2: Twitter at Riverdale Dark and at Comic Book Live.
3: Uh, ComicBookClubLive.com for this
0: podcast. And more, you can subscribe and comment on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, or the app of your choice. And we'll see you next time. After dark, back to high school, guys.